0: The preliminary 2020 budget is balanced at $22,675,901, reflecting the best estimate of revenues and expenditures and isolating as many variables as possible that can be quantified within the budgeting process. This year's spending plan illustrates our commitment to the sustainability of the City of McKeesport and shows a near $2 million decrease in in expenditures from 2019. In 2019, As my administration implemented our second year of McKeesport Rising Project, we continue to make notable improvements to our city's aesthetics and infrastructure while laying groundwork for a sustainable budget that includes a tangible, accurate revenue stream for years to come. As our city officials and residents are well aware, this endeavor was made possible through the sale of the Municipal Authority of the City of McKeesport to Pennsylvania American Water. We've discussed at length this transaction's role as a strategy to save the city of McKeesport, from Act 47, Municipal Bankruptcy. Previous year's ledger showed the City of McKeesport operating with a functional deficit of several million dollars for which we compensated annually with infusions of capital through the liquidation of smaller assets and using that revenue to supplement operating costs each year. This administration established a Mayor's reserve fund that could support city finances in a place of, of a standard surplus. Our successful operation can be attributed to the increased collection of various taxes and fees Combined with best practices to reduce expenditures, including a decrease in staffing through attrition, investment in infrastructure and economy and and community development programs to grow our tax base, and of course, the one-time sale of city assets. In this case, the one-time asset sale allowed for this initiation of the McKeesport Rising Project, which we will continue to operate. In Keysport Rising line item, again, will set aside funds, this year $1.4 million, to target blight, preserve our neighborhoods, improve our infrastructure, promote economic development, and modernize our public safety operations. Through this project, we will continue to improve residents' quality of life today, while also guaranteeing the stability they will need in coming years. When we talk about that stability, it must be said that the city cannot rely on a single surge in revenue to correct consistent problems. While we spend and invest our revenues wisely, we will continue to tighten our budget, as seen with the near $2 million decrease in spending for 2019 to 2020. We will continue to decrease our expenditures by reducing our workforce through attrition, which has, in some cases, eliminated entire departments under our administration, decreased others by more than 50%, and reduced citywide staffing by roughly 25%. I must say I'm proud of our city employees for taking on more work with fewer hands, knowing wholeheartedly that we function as a team to achieve collective goals to improve our city's financial outlook. The reference shows great support for my administration's motto of working together for a better McKeesport. Thanks to the diligent work of City Administrator Tom McGleco and Finance Director Tasha Phelps, we've shaped a balanced, detailed spending plan for the upcoming fiscal year. That being said, if this administration is going to move McKeesport forward with the hope of preventing future deficits, I believe it would be fiscally irresponsible to maintain our current property tax rate at this time. Our former mayors and city councils, myself included, have held the line on taxes, raising them only one time in roughly the last 30 years. This, administrator, this administration will propose a 2 mil increase across our two-tier tax system. That would take the raised McKeesport's property tax from 6.26 to 8.26 and on land from 18.26 to 20.26. I've been a long-time proponent of maintaining the city's tax rate. I understand that having a low property tax rate is vital, not only in helping our many residents on fixed incomes during these trying economic times, but also in attracting new residents and businesses to affordable properties in McKeesport. Even with this nominal increase, which translates to a monthly increase of less than $10 per month for a home value to $50,000, our taxes remain among the lowest in Allegheny County. While our millage rate is comparable to other municipalities, if we're talking strictly dollars, the people in McKeesport will continue to pay less in taxes than property owners across most of Allegheny County. I understand that the right choice is not always the popular choice. I'm asking City Council to do its best for the City of McKeesport as this administration continues to develop a sustainable, balanced budget for years to come our stream of property tax revenue has increased steadily in recent years but it still is not enough to support our operation at the level of services that our taxpayers deserve we've increased our collection rate for fees and earned income taxes by keeping a more accurate record of who is moving in and out of McKeesport and what businesses are setting up shop here by collecting more of what is due it has allowed us to maintain a low property tax rate despite the ever increasing cost of health insurance our minimal um, minimum municipal obligation which is our pension fund which are, um, as well as fuel and utilities and other. In fact, despite our gains, we've never come close to re- generating enough revenue to cover the non-negotiable increases in our pension obligation or the fixed increases in our health care benefits. The one revenue stream that will remain constant as we look ahead to 2020 is our municipal service fee. Quarterly, they are 75 for each household. Unless the homeowner is a senior citizen, you can contact it the city and you will be discounted as $60 per quarter. This gives you a general idea of where we're at. Just so we're very clear, the major increases that this city has taken on has any increase in tax revenue is not even close to compensating for those. Um, to give you an example, uh, roughly 10 years ago, our pension obligation was about a million dollars. Your pension obligation now is over 3.2 million. Over $2.2 million increase. And long before that, it was even less. Your health care insurance. We've done a tremendous job the last several years. But back early in our administration, or even prior, I might have been sitting up here with you, um, we literally took on um, it double. You're talking about a 100% increase in health care. So you can see 3 or $4 million that happened just within those two things. It doesn't get into the other entities and the loss of revenue. When we came into office, we had stimulus money because of the 2008 recession. Um, Second worst recession behind the Great Depression. Um, We had money coming in as revenue sources that have been taken away, not to mention others. Um, There's a lot more that goes into it. What I can tell you is I don't want anyone to think for one second that there's anyone that's, that's not trying to be as restrictive as we possibly can um, with our expenses. When we talk about 25%, some departments eliminated totally, others cut in half. We have employees in some cases literally doing the jobs of what three and four people were doing prior to that. Now, at some point, to put in a number, rough numbers, this isn't exact because I don't know exactly. Total number of employees, you're probably talking 40 less employees now. There was probably somewhere in the vicinity of 170 employees um, total. That's part-time, that's a little bit of everything. And and by the end of 2000, um, 2020 in this budget, I mean, we'll probably be down 40 employees, give or take. Full-time employees are the vast majority of that. That's what we really cut back on. Um, because when you get into... Um, not just the pension obligation and health care, um, but with salaries and union increases. But we're now, at a, we're now at a place, and this is where you talk about the right choice is not always the popular choice. We're at a point where we have a lot of things going on. I don't think that there's, you know, yeah, if you want to look and say this, this, this bottle is half empty, you're always going to have your people that say that. But anyone that doesn't see that whether it's through 400 houses has been demolished, the, the improvements in the streets, the businesses that we have all in here that are coming in, we have so much more that's in line. We have an NPP application that we put out that, that we feel we're going to be very successful and be able to announce to really help with the downtown area and, and some of the blight. Um, we're hoping to have an announcement that. I know we have media here, but we're hoping to have a press release probably in like a week, um, give or take. We're going to partner with the DCED and things. We, we, we're going to be successful. What does that mean to us? That's you know, grant funds of four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for six years, but I know I got sidetracked, but with all of this going on, we're still trying to provide the same level of services to our residents that they deserve because how are you going to keep your residents here if your services start falling off? How are you going to attract new residents to your town if you can't provide the services that they that they're entitled to? So as we continue, the businesses, it's no different. How are you going to attract businesses and bring jobs to your town? So the unfortunate part is because this deficit is there and because taxes have not been raised more than twice over the last 30 years, now let's really think about that. What has happened to your cable bill in the last 30 years? What has happened to your electric bill, your gas bill, your phone bills? For we live in a world, and I understand there's fixed. I understand that. But we live in a world where, for whatever reason, these things go up. We continue to pay. Sometimes you hear people complain about them. But the minute a tax increase goes up, then all of a sudden it's like the world's coming to an end. And it's not that I don't sympathize. Believe me, I know what we have here in the city of Point. We know the people that are on fixed incomes. But if we're going to Provide the services that we've been providing, because I can tell you, in some of our departments we're not skeleton; it's, it's skeleton crews, and some we're still going to let people. We have a couple in, in, in departments that are going to be retiring this year. I can tell you right now that we're not we're not replacing them. We might have three or four more to go this year, full time positions. Now, when you do the math and you start thinking what their pension contribution is, what their benefits are, that could be another half million we save. It's hard to believe that some employees who may only be making a forty or fifty thousand—not that that's a bad salary—but I'm saying forty or fifty—to sit there and say, "Well, we got another thirty thousand dollars into their pension obligation and another twenty-five into their benefits." That doesn't even get into workers' comp, unemployment, and everything else you have. It's easy to have a price tag, and I'm not just talking police and fire. It's easy to have a six-figure price tag on on, on our employees. So I, I say this because I I, I know. That this isn't easy. And there's no one up here that wants to do it. Make no mistake. But if we would have incrementally increased these over the last 30 years, your tax rate would be a lot higher than what it is now, and the city would not be in, in this poor of a condition. But that's nor here nor there. We will continue to save through attrition. We are not looking to just... I can't even tell you the amount of time that's spent strategizing what we can do to save this city and what we could do because remember the sewage authority just bought us time and that's what i said in there it bought us time bought us time to try to fix things and we're doing that and we're cutting but the level of services is the big reason because you're not going to continue to grow as a city if your level of services you provide to your residents and your business owners go down so with that the rest of the budget, the the budget message, I know that we will put online, um, because it'll remind many. Now, most of the people come in here, you're here every month. You know that a lot of things are going on, and I can't thank you enough. I, I really can't. Um, to come in here and, and and to hear what's going on, to help be an advocate for us when you hear things out there, um, and, and, and I sure hope that... You know, we have a lot in this budget message, and I sure hope that the whole story is not going to be about a tax increase. But the bottom line is I was not going to sit here and hide behind this. I was going to take this head on, and I wanted to make sure we addressed that issue. I can promise you every single councilman up here, deep conversations. There's no one that wants to do this. But I can promise you that this is necessary in order to start getting us to where the sustainability of the city to close that gap more. And I wouldn't see any reason, you know, moving forward. We'll take it as it comes. But the last thing I want to see is all too often people see a tax increase. And right away, well, where are they wasting money? Where's money going? What's doing this? Where's this going? Where's that going? Well, what I can tell you is um, I've been mayor for eight years, and I can promise you this. In the history of our city, I can promise you, that I've had the opportunity to hire less employees in the city of McKeesport than any other mayor in the history, with the exception of maybe Jim Brewster, because he's about right there with me and I'm just with him, because he did the same thing when he was sitting up here, because I sat right up there on that council. And we saved where we could save through attrition, and we've continued that. But with that, Council, I, I can't thank you enough for, for, for all your input on things, um, for your concerns. And um, I didn't want to speak for you, but I know you guys feel the same way with this. Um, So I wanted to put that out there. Um, Other than that, um, I hope you can come over to our light-up night tonight, um, uh, spend a little bit of time with us, stop at Festival of Trees. um, But most importantly, I just want to wish everyone uh, a safe and happy holiday. God bless you. Thank you, Mr. President.